All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Fresh Takes Podcast with Russo and Felice. Uh, this is very awesome, special edition of the podcast. I'm really excited to get into it. Cross from me, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing tonight? I'm uh, doing good, Paul. You know, I just looked up before today's show. This is our 63rd episode. I counted them. All right. 63rd in, was it, a year and a half? Well, Something like that, good, but yeah. Paul, we have a special show this today. Is, this is special. I, you know, when when we first uh, started messaging, I yeah. uh, this is what I ultimately hoped for. I didn't anticipate it happening maybe as soon as it did. Yeah, it worked out. But it worked out really well. Uh, we have with us uh, simply put a legend. I'll, I'll preface it with this: one of the podcasts I listen to is the Dale Junior Download with Dale Earnhardt Junior as the host, and last <laughs> week. He had Richard Petty on the podcast. And so, at least for me anyway, this is like having Richard Petty in the studio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Harold the Dog Weber joins us in studio today. Yeah. No Dog, stranger to the show. No stranger to the Finger Lakes One community. Yeah, I know. At all. Uh, there we go. Found it. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Well, thank you for having me. I, I sort of I sort of barged in on your show. I, I do I do have an opportunity to watch the show. Uh, I don't watch it live. I'll be honest with you. I go to bed it, and my wife's watching tonight. So say hi to Mary. But uh, you know, I'm a nine o'clock nine twenty guy that goes to bed between nine and nine twenty every yeah. night. I get up at six, and when I I used to watch I watch a show regularly, but it's never live. <laughs> That's totally uh, fine. That's all right. But it worked out great when I said, you know, I'd love to come on and be a part of your show because I like the way we go back and forth with sports topics, which, of course, I have a quite a bit long history of doing what, you know, you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked out perfect, and it was able to wrap it up in one week because I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. I work part-time at Del Lago. And I said, you know, I'll do the show from 10 to 11, and I'll go home and go to bed and not have to worry about getting up at 6. Yeah. So it's great to be here and look forward to going through some topics. I know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I it's funny because I'm in the same chair I was for <laughs> all the years that we yeah. were here. And before then, we were down at uh, Fall Street location. How so long ago was that when you retired? I, re- I left in April 22nd. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I left, uh, for people that may not know. I don't know if we should use that R word. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I know. Uh, yeah. I started, I was telling him before we went on the air that uh, I started, uh, I had a dream to be a sportscaster when I was a kid. I got lucky and practiced the, I practiced the craft a little bit throughout my upbringing mm-hmm. when I had the eye accident. And then I applied part-time because I was at Goulds, working yep. at Goulds. I got hired in 64 and, and I was telling uh, these guys, uh, Paul and Nick, that I dreamt of two things, work at Goulds Pumps and become a sportscaster. And little did I know that WSFW, we've created in 1970 or late 69 and I auditioned and there was 12 other people competing and I was lucky enough to get the job and uh, they, as they say the rest is history yeah. and uh, we, as you guys know I began uh, maybe you don't know because you're not certainly <laughs> those age groups but maybe your dads and grandparents would know yeah. that I took together and got together a sports team Dave Barnick I hired, hired for him from Ovid the mouth from the south <laughs> Jack DiPolito the legendary Jack DiPolito Mr. Clyde Joe Hauk, legendary name in Seneca Falls, and uh, Greg Cottero, who worked yeah. at WSFW as an engineer and as a news guy, and he's still doing news yeah. up in Geneva. Greg is, and Greg did all our engineering. So we would, uh, I would, you know, we would make the travels throughout the Finger Lakes, and uh, you know, our first schedule that I put together was probably uh, maybe three games. The first year we tried do- getting out and actually doing games, and then literally 
we would increase it every year. And we end up getting into Clyde, which was a hotbed, as you guys know, for mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, literally, I think we were probably doing, as the years went on, um, WSFW got sold in 2000. But, you know, I think I was probably doing 20, 25, 27 basketball games and probably 15 to 17 football games. We would go all over the area. And, uh, you know, it was a dream come true. So, uh, And then I met Jim Senecropi. I was off for a while. And Jim met me at, because I've known Jim for quite a few years. He used to watch, listen to my show, Weber on Sports, by cutting the grass at the uh, Seneca Falls Country Club. Yeah. And he used to have his little, like, little, uh, little thing working in the cart as he was uh, cutting the greens and uh, he heard Weber on sports and uh, and he approached me at the uh, Parkers and said you know we're putting together uh, some sports we'd like to know if you'd like to come on board I mulled it over for a few days and I said you know let's talk about it more and we got together and obviously for a few years we were down in Seneca Falls on Fall Street and um, the show was Weber on sports and then it was Weber this week and then um we bring in guests, you know, and yeah. like I did it for many years. And uh, sometimes we didn't have a guest. I would do what we're doing tonight, talking sports and having stuff. So it's been a dream come true. So I left. You asked about why I left. I, I thought of it in April of this year. My birthday's the 29th of April. Same with my daughter, Sam, has the same day as I do, Samantha. But I thought 69 to 2019 is a nice number, 50 yeah, years, yeah, yeah. being involved in this business. And I said, you know what? It's a great time to depart. I had great sponsors. If you've ever checked the show, we have yeah. phenomenal sponsorships. Yeah. Um, Many long-time ones, too, in there. So Oh, forever. Yeah. And uh, I said to my wife, Mary, and I said to all my friends that I'm going to pack it in. Uh, do I still miss it? Sure. I'm looking forward to going through some stuff we're going to discuss tonight. But it's been a, a dream come true for me. So I pinch myself for the career that I've had. Uh, would I ever come back and do it? Never say never. But... Uh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I'm here tonight. So yeah, we're glad fun. you're here as we well. We're a big so. fan of your show yeah, too. No, definitely. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Love tuning in. So, so who are we going to pick on first? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about Syracuse football. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. First topic we'll hit will be NCAA football. There you go. So yeah, then yeah. we'll go to the NFL. Discuss Good. the World Series that's currently going on. Uh, quick score update for that. Oh yeah. Uh, the Nationals have retaken the lead have three they? to two. Wow. On a Juan Soto home run. Wow. So what inning? Uh, we are in the bottom of the fifth inning. Mm. And you know what's going to happen, right? If the, if the Nationals were to win the next two, right? Oh man. History will be dictated by the fact that yeah, second or third time in the history of the World Series that the away team has won all games. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That Talk about something. pinching yourself. Yeah. But you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta needle you a little bit about oh, you're an yeah. SU football fan. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's true. You know, I made some commentaries on my Facebook page, which we are friends now, yeah. about picking on Dino Babers. You know, I like Dino Babers. I've met him. I, I just the sermon, the way he sermons things. He does yeah. the rep. I call him Reverend Babers, but he does the sermons. And the thing that alienates me about him, and I, I and I know Jimmy Sunderkrobe likes him, and I know a lot of people like him. He's a mm. you know nice guy. But my point is, Nick and Paul, you know, you lose to Clemson, you lose to Carolina State. Your te- your not season's not teetering, you know, but no. you've lost two. Not that yeah. not you're going to expect to beat Clemson, but when he does his news conference after that game and looks into the camera and says, "quote unquote," 
I know you're not happy out there. I know we got to get our act together. He says, but Nick and Paul, this is Baber saying, I got this feeling. And I'm thinking, what's he going to say? I got this feeling we could run the tables. And I'm thinking, Paul, why would you say that? Yeah. You know, you just lost the North Carolina State, a game you should have, you could have won. Yeah. And all you do is put yourself in a position where if you don't, you look like an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? They haven't won since. No. They haven't won in the conference, right? <laughs> no, yeah, we're 0-4, we're uh, right? 0-5? Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, I I like Babers. I think he's done a good job. Obviously, uh, you guys talked about Dungey and DeVito. Yeah. I find it interesting because I thought about when you guys were discussing it last week on the show. You know, if DeVito's six foot two, I'm seven feet five. I can't yeah. believe he's six two. He's yeah. he is a now mind you I'm yeah where I sit I'm way right I'm way but he doesn't I'm, look six I'm way up but he yeah he doesn't he it, it's probably the same thing they do with every measurement yeah. like hey we'll put him on with the cleats yeah you know, he's probably if I'm a betting man he's probably somewhere in that five ten to well I'm five eleven yeah. I'm five eleven and I looked I saw him once. And he didn't look 6'2 to me. You guys were talking about it. I looked up his stats on yeah. Syracuse football, and it has him 6'2", 204. Mm-hmm. I buy the 204 maybe, but yeah. I don't buy the 6'2". Yeah. And you guys were talking about Dungy and how do we miss Dungy so much at Syracuse. Yeah. And he's 6'4", mm-hmm. 227. He's got 23 pounds. Yeah. You know, when you look at Syracuse football, and not to belabor the point, they still got a shot at a bowl, Paul. they no, got to win three out of the next four. Yeah. Uh, they got... Boston College coming up this week. They got Duke yep. and then uh, Louisville, and then they wrap up with Wake Forest, which, yep. by the way, Wake Forest is a top 25 yeah, team. Yeah, Wake is. Uh, they are. They're back. Where they go? I had them up on here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you think about it. Syracuse has still got a legitimate shot of getting in. Mm-hmm. And But that's another one of my 17,000 pet peeves about NCAA football. Yeah. I have always believed that we should never reward a school for going to a bowl by six wins. Yeah. Know. You know, I think you got to at least get seven. I think you, know, you, just, I, you just became Nick's best friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, you know, I just look at it and think to myself, really, six wins are going to get a bowl? I'm pretty bit? sure they were letting teams with five wins in bowls. Well, I don't know, year. but, you know, I, they say the number six, but I'm thinking, yeah, why six? If you've got 12 game schedule, which a lot of schools do now, you win six, you lose six, and you're going to a bowl, you're getting rewarded. The, to me, that is, I don't know, that doesn't excite me. But I understand bowls want to compete, yeah. and they are coming up with the money to stage a bowl. Yeah. And I guess the kids maybe looking the other side of the coin. It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But I just I can't get, I get hung up on this the six and six, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you haven't won more games than you lost, but you're going to a bowl game, you know. That just I don't know. Not too often you see sport where exactly you're yeah. 500 and right. you get rewarded. Exactly, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to the common person watching it. So, but you know, Paul Beck and, and Syracuse, I hope that they can get into a bowl game. I yeah, but. They gotta somehow figure out. And by the way, you got a national record now. They got forty-two sacks, the most yeah. in the country. Yeah, <laughs> most in the country. Forty-two yeah. quarterback sacks. Yeah. It's amazing. Huh. We, it's uh, you know, it, it's something I brought up. Oh, I think mm-hmm. was it last week on the pod? Right. Uh, that might have been. You look at Devito's NC State game. Right. Like that was the ugliest three hundred yard game you probably ever exactly have seen. Right. Or if not, it's definitely top five. Like, right. You know. But you know, I, I I wasn't able to watch much of the game. Uh, I wasn't really near TV during mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, so I was really only getting the updates on my phone, and you know, it just another one of those deals. It's it seemed like 
Yep. To me, anyway, where you know the offense didn't stay on the field, it, it's a product of you know everything a little right. bit. But uh, you know the offense didn't seem to give the defense enough time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed like you know maybe the first time in a couple weeks that I think the defense was lacking a little bit. Right. Um, that Florida State team is not. They're not that good, but they're definitely better than Syracuse. They got good anyway. athletes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that win might have saved Willie Taggart's job for another year, in all honesty. You may be right. So, you know, it it, 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 it sucks because I I am a Dino uh-huh. supporter, I guess. Right. right. Um, but there are sometimes, you know, especially this past few weeks, yep. where I'll listen to the press conference. Like, I know. you know, I I'm not sure if you're watching the same game we are. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I'm one of the people who I won't put full blame on a head coach because some other people around him. No, I know. Uh, but that being said, still, you are you are the general, right? You know, uh, you certainly look at the coordinators. I think a little bit, and you know. I, I I wouldn't say defensive coordinator really is in a right. shepherd, jeopardized spot. I'd right. point at the offensive coordinator well, they're, they're and there. that staff. And, you know. I, but, you know, you look at Syracuse football. It's a rough time. You look at Syracuse football, and you guys can agree or disagree, and please disagree if you mm-hmm. feel that way. I look at Syracuse sports, and, again, I I got socks over both you guys. But my point is Syracuse basketball under Jim Beheim, yeah. legendary. Mm-hmm. Worldwide to come to the Dome to play basketball. Anywhere yeah. in the world, yeah. they want to come and play Syracuse basketball. Yeah. Why? They're usually in the top 25 mm-hmm. and usually top 10, top 50, maybe not this year. Okay. I was saying, I think a lot of young kids. Year. I can't remember them being in the right. preseason. Right. 25. Michigan State, yeah. ranked number one, and rightly so. But you look at Syracuse sports, and I've always looked at this way, and I know I kind of think of numbers, but for basketball, Jimmy Beheim gets a lot of people, a yeah. lot of outstanding athletes come to play basketball there. They've won some championships. They pack the dome. You're on national TV, so if you guys are good, great basketball yeah. players, you want to come play circus. A, your games are always on national television. you got the dome that's rocking, and yeah. most of the time it's packed. Yeah. But the thing I was thinking about it, compare that with the football program under Babers is – I guess my point is I've I've argued with Jim Senecropi, our good friend who owns this place. Yeah. Uh, think about signing day for high school kids that determine where they want to go to school mm-hmm. to play football. You guys may do some research that prove me wrong, but I'm trying to think, has Syracuse in the last several years gotten a five-star? I don't think they have. Not, I don't I'm think- not even sure they gotten maybe one four if they're – I know they've gotten some fours here the past. They might have got years, a couple of fours most recently, but, but I look five, at it, five star wise. I can't remember. You know, I'm looking at Nick and Paul. Now Alabama gets ten or fifteen of them. Yeah, Clemson gets ten or fifteen fives. Fives. Yeah. My point is, if you are not, and I don't mean that if Nick and you are five stars, you come in, you don't perform to a five. That's that yeah. happens. Yeah, we get that. My view has always been with Syracuse is. For football presently, they don't get the fours and fives like other schools get, the major schools, and they just don't. Now, why is that? Because you guys are fours and fives and don't want to come up to western New York and spend four months in the winter? I don't know. It doesn't affect the basketball kids that come in here. But why is the football? And if you look at it, 
and I may be dead wrong, but I think I'm pretty close to this. They don't usually get the fours and fives. I'd love to see them get some fives. I'd love to see them get a whole bunch of fours. I just don't see that on signing day, and I kind of analyze all that. Mm -hmm. So my point is, if you're not getting the fours and fives, it doesn't mean that two or three can't be great. They can really be great players, because you don't know. But I think the weather, believe it or not, doesn't affect basketball. But I'm convinced these kids down south, you know, doesn't mean that they're not going to come play basketball for us. Yeah. But for football, it's different. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong. It's always been my belief. They don't seem to get enough of the cream of the crop around the country. They don't. That would propel that program to where you, being a big fan, and other Syracuse fans would appreciate. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see it. No, Maybe I, I'm wrong. I, you know, they don't seem to get the, the too much of the cream of the crop. No, I mean, and I think in my lifetime, I don't think I've seen. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a five star. That's what I mean. Recruit. I mean, it. Uh, it's. Yeah. It's certainly a rough selling point. I mean, it, it is when you think about it, you could have your option of going to say, you know, even put like this, you have your option of going to Tallahassee or. Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, I mean, really, it's interesting. So, I, I mean, I think for football, definitely play is more of a factor because you think about you think about basketball. You're used to playing in. Yeah. You're obviously inside, but you're used to like, oh, you're, you're used to going to games in the snow and, and right, whatever. And I think I think what helps the basketball team, you know, to is the dome exactly, obviously. But and I think for football now, it actually is a, a counter, mm-hmm. a counterpoint almost because the dome you think about can only fit. Mm-hmm. Fifty thousand right. for football, and you could go to. Yep. Really think about it, go three hours south of here to Penn State. You can yep. go play in front of a hundred thousand. Yeah. You yeah. know, so interesting. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'm not a Babers fan. I I do follow Syracuse. I'd like to see him get in a bowl game. I have a real problem with six wins going to bowl, but that's another topic until the NCAA changes it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, before I get off that topic, Paul, I got to tell mm-hmm. you about the NCAA and Mark Emmerich, the president of the NCAA. Yeah. You guys may have read where. They're revising the terms now where the athletes can start getting cash yeah. under certain rules. And i got to be honest with you, I think Mark Emmerich, the president of the NCAA, is a complete idiot because, number one, if if you know Nick Felice or Paul Russo are that superb of an athlete going to a college, regardless of the sport you're playing, I believe what California did some time ago to allow you and Paul to use your likeness, your image, your pictures – do autograph sessions, do Mm -hmm. speeches, and take in all kinds of cash. My argument is, Zion Williamson, Duke, right? How much do you think that, and I mean, I'm talking, I realize it's the haves and the Mm have-nots. I'm not saying every athlete in any sport is going to be able to get revenue for doing autographs outside of the dorm. But as you know, and you know, there's a lot of kids in college that are great in Ping pong, tennis, swimming, basketball, football, mm-hmm. that are stars. Yeah. These kids and these ladies that are athletes, how about uh, Brianna Stewart? Yeah. Connecticut. Yep. Syracuse girl. Yep. Huh? How much do you think she could have made at Connecticut? Huh? Holding speeches, doing autograph sessions, yeah. doing pictures. They would have to get a boatload to put all that cash yeah. in. And I think they deserve it. I think if you have the talent, the NCAA should not. And I get the fact they're going to get a scholarship. Yeah. Big deal. It's cost two hundred fifty grand. They're going to recoup that like that. Yeah. I'm talking. You got to be a superb athlete. Yep. And a mediocre athlete probably won't get a lot. But that mediocre athlete, if they can get a couple hundred bucks here and there, fine. 
I just think Emmerich's an idiot. And I think the NCAA is against it. I think you're going to see more states allow these kids yeah. if they have the athletic ability to cash in. It's a long overdue, in my view. Definitely. I mean, somewhere, uh, somewhere the ghosts of SMU past are. <laughs> yeah, right. Cackling and yeah, whatever. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, stupid. So before we before we yeah. completely move on, sure. to other college, to other topics, right? Uh, collegiate football wise, uh, Nick, what happened to Notre Dame, man? Season's oh. over, Paul. <laughs> oh boy, oh baby. I know. I, no offense, but Notre My Dame. My guy even got pulled in the game. <laughs> As a Notre Dame fan, we have higher expectations <laughs> wow. than Syracuse football because we're trying to find our first national championship yeah. since the eighties. Eighty-eight, mm. <laughs> and um, it, it, it's over now. I mean, two losses. It's. Georgia oh, yeah. lost. They, they got crushed too, Notre Dame. Yeah, they got crushed. And then, then they don't even get to play Michigan for, I think, another 20 years or whatever it is. <laughs> Something crazy like that. But uh, yeah, our some of our key wins were Virginia, yeah. who's fallen off, and Georgia lost. Right. So it's just, it's over. <laughs> and, I mean, we're going to a bowl probably, oh, most yeah. likely. But Might as well still get a pretty decent bowl. But it's just, it's, it's not where Notre Dame football wants to no. be. And I, I just... I, I just think Ian Book was not going to take them there. ESPN had on this morning about Notre Dame saying that the university should buy out Brian Kelly and hire Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer always wanted to coach there. About that, yeah. yeah, that was the big news this morning. I don't think they're going to do it, but it would be a nice touch. Yeah, definitely. You what are your guys' week? thoughts on LSU? Think they're the real deal moving forward? We'll see you a week from Saturday. And that's true. That's, LSU that's, and Alabama. You that's true. Say this with uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah. I'll believe it until we see it. Yeah. Okay. If once Alabama loses, when that's I'll true. believe it. That's true. They're going to be in Alabama. I think that quarterback will be healthier, yeah. ready to go. I think. Uh, I think LSU. Not that they couldn't beat Alabama, but Alabama at home against a big, a big uh, rivalry like this one, mm-hmm. and going for number one in the polls. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, definitely. Be a I'm real great game. It. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be exciting. And Oklahoma lost. Yeah. Oklahoma's back. As oh, I, I couldn't believe they them. got beat. As oh, I enjoy calling them, Oklahoma. Kansas State? Yeah. So it was Wisconsin last week, and now it's Oklahoma. How about Wisconsin? Week? They were supposed to be the darlings of NCAA, and they got embarrassed a couple weeks in a row now. Indeed yeah. they did, yeah. Pretty yeah, scary. Yeah, that was – I don't know if this Ohio State game, if you can say it was expected to be like that, but that I figured a little bit more of a fight. Definitely on their end. Ohio <laughs> State's playing great. Yeah. yeah. They got it going. Yeah. Look ahead quick to this week coming up for NCAA football. Uh, I'll start here. Game day has not officially announced, but they are going to Memphis. I saw that. The way it sounds, they just don't know where yet. Uh, I think they're trying to decide either between on campus or downtown. Yeah. Um, great. Well, that's going to be pretty cool because uh, Memphis, they're ranked now. They got ranked this week. They have one loss on the year. Versus an undefeated SMU Mustang yeah, team, so that'll be pretty good. Uh, I guess other main points uh, we have the world's largest cocktail party mm. going on in Jacksonville, Georgia versus Florida. Uh, that will pretty much, I think, set the table for uh, who we will see play in the SEC championship game. Uh, other than that, Kansas State goes to Kansas, another rivalry mm. game. Uh, Kansas been playing. Tough, yeah. Pretty much everybody tough this year, so that'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. Uh, Notre Dame, yeah, they're home against Virginia Tech. Uh, this will be a nice, solid bounce back win for them, obviously. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll Syrac- see. yeah, Syracuse is home in the dome against Boston BC. College on noon. Got to win it. 
Yeah. That's a must. Because <clears throat> you got to win three out of the next four. Yeah. So you got to get you got to get this one. Yeah. yeah. If you don't Gotta get win that, the ones at home. Yeah. I mean, uh, Duke, I don't think Duke's that great. Um, no. Um, BC, they're up and down, right? Boston County's up and down a little bit. Yeah, they're minus. Uh, they're minus a couple guys, but uh, no. I, they're 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 still Louisville's a tough team. not that great either. Louisville, right? Not that. Uh, great. they got a couple losses, but they're. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a tough game on the road. That's yeah. going to be a rough one, I think. Then they uh, finish up with uh, Wake Forest, who's in top twenty-five. Yeah, they're twenty-third, I think. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Tough sledding moving forward for for the Qs, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I know. All right, let's uh, let's go forward. Score update still three to two, mid sixth. Mm. All right, mm. three to two. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, head over to the Shield for the NFL Week Six. Mm. You got a favorite um, team in football? Yeah. NFL Raiders. Raiders. Been a Raiders fan since I was a kid. Of course, I was. You guys weren't even born yet when my they were really. My dad's a yeah. Raider fan, so since they were. Yeah. Way back when Kenny Stabler and yep. uh, fist fights would fly every time they play, <laughs> and talk about a dirty team. I don't know what I, what attracted me to them. I love the color, the, the probably the, black, the so, silver, silver and black. black. Uh, but some of the fights they would start in brutal. I mean, talk about rules and mean, getting thrown out of games. Oh my God, they were just brutalized. Of, they were a mean bunch of guys back in the day. Oh, they were. Still uh-huh. are. A few of them on oh, that yeah. team. <laughs> but I've always been a Raiders fan. You know, I've always been a Raiders fan, and. Uh, they had a chance to win last Sunday, and they found a way to lose it. So, uh, yeah. it's typical Raiders. They got pieces there. They really do. Though. Do I mean they got pieces there? So, yeah. well, me and Paul's favorite teams aren't very good: Redskins, yeah, and Giants. Yeah, Ooh, Giants. Redskins getting beat up. Oh god! <laughs> I've accepted the tank at this point. Oh so. man! Yeah. You in Miami, right? Yeah, <laughs> Miami. which is why because my brother's a Miami fan. Oh really? So. <laughs> Well, Miami uh, fourteen nothing leads. So much for that last night. Yeah. yeah, that was that was an ugly game. <laughs> and you think about covering. I think Pittsburgh was favored by seven, right? Leslie, I think it was seven. I think so. I think it was like yeah, seven, seven like or that. seven and a half. I seven or seven and a half. And I felt, oh, I obviously yeah. we have the sports book at the yeah. casino. I can't bet because I have a gaming badge, okay. a gaming license. But I thought, oh boy, I feel sorry for those poor Pittsburgh fans to give it laying seven and a half mm-hmm. down fourteen nothing. I dozed off, woke up. Oh my God, twenty-seven, fourteen. They covered. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a bit of an ugly. And that game quarterback is nothing right on the mother about. No, know, their quarterback. I think it shows how this is going to sound bad, but I think it shows how maybe bad the Steelers actually are yeah. once you get past Big Ben a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. That de- that defense is pretty good. It's kind of upticking again, but mm-hmm. that offensive line is nothing like it used to be. And uh, I think it shows and. I mean, obviously, he the diva that he is, but I think it shows how bad you also needed Antonio Brown yeah. and Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Although, <laughs> yep. excuse me, yep. James Conner uh, oh, probably hurt. is equally as good to Le'Veon at this point. Yeah, he got hurt too, I saw. So, uh, yeah, hurt. yeah, he did. He's got a, I think it's a shoulder yeah. issue that he's right. got. He played through it yesterday, though, so... Um, Oh, Paul, did you hear Andy Dalton got benched Yeah, today? I saw oh, that. Oh, the Red Rocket. Finally? Finally. The Red Rifle. <laughs> Whatever his nickname is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Bills fans love him. bad, yeah. Yes. Bills fans love him. Oh, yeah. He's the pass, the pass from O, name it. He's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the oh, Bills. Oh, my God. I never forget two that. Two decades. Last second of the game. Oh, my God. I remember. We're, we were, uh, it was also New Year's Eve. Yeah, that was me, crazy. Me and Nick I never and, forgot that. Yeah, me and Nick and our, and our friends were up right. in Rochester for New Year's Eve, and we were we yeah. had just gotten back from oh, dinner. The pass. And uh, we got back to our hotel room quick. 
turn it on, and uh, oh that, I think that might have been noise complaint number one on the night. <laughs> oh my god, it was amazing! But I, I don't think it was the only, I don't think we're the only ones with a noise complaint at that moment <laughs> in the hotel. So, so you had to been surprised on Sunday because you're not a believer in the Eagles. Well, they look good. Yeah, that's true. I that uh, they looked bad. Yeah, what the Bills finally had as I call it their first stumble on the year. They played, um, but that team team they played bad, but that team is not. It, it's surprising me so far. I thought that defense might maybe sputter a little bit. Talking about the Bills, yeah, yeah, and uh, they've held up for the most part really, really well. Um, I'm still a big fan. I, I was a big fan of Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. You know, but, the, uh, the knock on him was, you know, that he didn't play anybody there. Yeah. You know, their schedule. Yeah. Because the conference he was in. I like him, too. He's a strong kid. Yeah. The problem is, Paul and Nick is, in my view, and I've been saying it forever. When I did this show, I used to say it when I, when he got drafted. He's got a the ability or the knowledge in his brain to run with the football. And I've never seen a quarterback, with few exceptions, that run the football as a quarterback in the NFL and survive long. Yeah. As you know, and 325-pound uh, linebacker is going to greet yeah. him and bury him. Yeah. And they're going to be taking a stretcher. And mm-hmm. good night, Josh Allen. I just think he runs too much. And I, I know sometimes he slides. Mm-hmm. You can't touch him once you slide. Yep. I understand yeah. that. But he does run with the ball. He's a strong kid, yeah. but not against these linebackers. No. They're fast, and they're very strong. He's and they're even stronger hurt. than Josh Allen. Yeah. So I think, you know, if, if, if the coach there uh, could – Maybe just talk to him and say, hey, you're running way too much, you know. I know he's pretty good at it, and he gets away with it. Yeah. But sooner or later, night-night. Yeah. And that's what worries me about running quarterbacks. Yeah. And you know RG3. Well, yeah, RG3. You know of all people. That's yeah. a different story. That, Is that the last Redskins playoff I'm not, Look, I'm not here to start a rant against uh, Mike Shanahan, so let's <laughs> – but it was – actually, no, the last playoff team I think was like 24. Actually, it might have been 2015. We had Kirk Cousins quarterback. Good right, times. Gotcha. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I still thought Jay Gruden was actually a good coach. <laughs> Man, how times have changed. He's gone now, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess maybe some other main storylines from the break, as I call them, the Jersey teams sure. also struggled. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Giants yeah. and the Jets. Uh, the Giants looked, I thought, pretty good for the most yeah. part, though. Uh, just couldn't seem. Maybe the best way to put it, couldn't seem to get out of their own way for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you probably paid attention mostly to it, Nick. You know, it. I saw a couple plays where, I mean, the best way to put it, again, probably was Daniel Jones as being a rookie. And, you know, just having a rookie rookie error, rookie mistake. He looked good at times. Yeah. And uh, there was times where he makes rookie mistakes. Right. But it's uh, we're not expected to be good, especially the NFC is so tough this year. <laughs> It's a learning curve. Right. He's going to learn. Mm-hmm. Hate to say this, Paul. He's doing better than the Haskins right now. But it's just had better opportunity than Haskins. That's true. That's true. But uh, we'll see. Mm. It's going to be tough to get a top pick because there's some really bad teams. And yeah, there are. And we yeah. mentioned the Bengals. You just mentioned the Jets. Bengals. Dolphins. Jet- yeah, Jets Dolphins. are actually bad. Broncos. You guys, don't, you guys may remember in history the, Dolph- the Dolphins in 72 won it all. No, yep, yep. And yep. then went on to win the... The uh, world, the yep. Super Bowl. Yep. And it wouldn't it be interesting if they were on sixteen? Talk about I know tale of two cities. That'd be a, you go undefeated, you run the tables in seventy two, and that's and wild. In two thousand nineteen yeah. twenty, you may be zero sixteen. I know yeah. the same franchise. 
That is crazy. But uh, it's it is pretty bad. Yeah. I must say, I was shocked last night that that they lost that fourteen nothing lead. I mean, they didn't even cover if you you know if you bet on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, and you were looking good. And now betting is legalized at Del Lago. So yeah. I mean, yep. it's got to be twenty one though. Oh yeah. Me and Nick will know about that a bit too much. I'd yeah, say. we have we have people trying to come in, trying to slip in the door a few months early. They're usually caught. Nope. I know I was itching for a while there, but uh, I'm just happy it's open. That's right. <laughs> it is. It was definitely a nice addition to the casino. Absolutely. Yeah. But right. uh, Peggy, uh, you got Paul. You got the Patriots win on there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I this that was I guess maybe the only other storyline as I'd call it major yeah. one. I'd say maybe outside of the Bears game. Uh, but even then, I feel like that's kind of uh, the only reason why that maybe is major news because is how much of a running joke that's become about the missed kicks and everything with them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a first off, it was a sloppy game. Yeah. Weather wise, um, I'm not, and this is a different discussion, but I'm not a big fan of artificial turf. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you can kind of tell, at least from the Browns end of it, that they were oh, God. Baker was really struggling. Oh. Uh, but again, this Patriot Patriots defense oh, that they got is amazing, just incredible. Setting historical record, yeah, just historical I mean, record on defense. The pace that that defense is on is rival, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, you saw them. I, you're, they're on pace to rival yep. like eighty-five Bears territory. Scary. They are. I don't think they're a team you really defensively want to come up, come across right and now. And they were never known as a defensive team. No. You know, they were sloppy at best, but uh, they got Brady, and I see Brady now is going to go to 45. Yeah. Three more years. <laughs> yeah. That the Bills have to say, I got no shot of winning the division. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I mean, you think about it. The Bills are playing good. You got the Jets in Miami, which are, you know, cross the mark, cross the line through them, unfortunately. Yeah. They're not a factor. But think about all the years that Brady's been in there in that division, the AFC, um, Eastern Conference. And you think about it, as you approach training camp in the NFL – how do you think it feels to be those other three teams in the conference that's with the Patriots? Yeah. You got zero shot. Zero of winning that division. None. Yeah. I mean, Patriots and Brady. Well, I'll say even the year that Brady went down, they were it's, in it until the last week. It's amazing. I know. Yeah. But you think about those – talk about a, a downturn in your philosophy and the way you think about sports. These, these, these athletes show up to play – and they look up and they go, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, New England Patriots, Belichick. Got no shot. I know. And now he's going to play, they said, till 45. Now when he retires finally, there'll be the biggest party ever in the history of mankind in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, think about it. It's pretty scary. Yeah. And I'm convinced, and I know a lot of people argue the point with me, uh, I, I'm still convinced that Tom Brady will go down as the greatest quarterback that ever lived. And you could argue the point. You shouldn't argue the point if you look at statistics. If you look at statistics on Tom Brady, the number of years he's been in the NFL, they're staggering. I mean, nobody's ever going to come close to those records. Six six Super Bowls? Yeah. Six? That's amazing. MVP, three of them, I think. Something like that. He could have had had eight Super Bowls. Oh, Oh, true. You're right. You're exactly right. But then there's also the Patriot haters that could say yeah. could have had four. That's if true. If he doesn't, Russell Wilson don't throw that interception. The Atlanta Falcons just yeah. run the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's interesting. We'll that's see what happens. Those, those are big two what ifs though on the yeah. other end. So <laughs> either way, um, 
Well, let's uh, let's look at maybe a couple games coming up then sure. for the next week. Um, obviously, we'll stay with the local right. flavor here because the Redskins are in Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo mm. should handle it. I'd say I'd slam the Buffalo money line for sure. I haven't. I don't know what the spread is yet. I haven't looked at the spread, but slam the Buffalo money line for sure. At least ten. At this point. The line's ten. Line's ten. Mm-hmm. Slam the <laughs> slam the spread for Buffalo then. <laughs> we'll see. Especially we star for the Redskins. Don't know yet. Don't Case know. Keenum is still in concussion protocol. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. We're fantastic. <laughs> uh, what else? What other games do we got? Maybe the big one. Well, actually, there's a couple big ones. Wow. I forgot. New England plays. Uh, yeah, New England plays Baltimore Sunday Baltimore. night. That's going to finally play yeah. a good team. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. And then you also have, obviously, Monday night. Dallas uh, Giants. Yeah. That's a classic rivalry game. And then uh, you also have Vikings versus the Chiefs on Sunday as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes possibly playing. Possibly. They need um, him back. So three pretty big games yeah. this weekend. Uh, and then you got a couple couple games, I'd say, where you got teams that are probably going to scrap and claw because <laughs> they know they need the win, like Bears at Eagles. I so. tell you, that Bears quarterback, though, he should be in, uh, you know, yeah. Third shift at McDonald's. I mean, I'm sorry. He, <laughs> yeah, can't, he can't deliver. I mean, he's a scary I quarterback. Feel bad I like another quarterback I like coming out of college was Mitch. But this guy is just so bad. I mean, I don't know. There's just something about him. He doesn't give you any confidence he's going to complete a pass when you need to. Yeah. It just scares me. And I know they're staying with him, but, man, I don't know. I've watched the Bears games. And I love their defense, obviously, yep. led by the sensational – Kid from Oakland. Oh, yeah. Khalil Mack. Oh, kid out of Buffalo. Yeah. Talk about a reputation. Talk about something to remember for the University of Buffalo, having that yeah. kid on, in that school. I don't know. It just uh, – the Bears, with a decent offense, could be much better yeah. with their record this year. And they're as cer- it turned out. They're certainly – I think it's fair to say they've been the biggest disappointment this year. You see, I'd this, say. You see this all the time in the NFC. You see a team who makes the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and they have a setback in the next year. And I think this year it's going to be the Bears. Yeah, right. And it looks like it could be the Rams this year too. Rams have not been playing the way they've been playing, especially with a tough division. You're right have. about that. Rams haven't been either. And the Seahawks, Niners are playing really well. It's going to be tough. How about the Saints? Playing, yeah. playing great. Yes. Hey, Bridgewater gives them back. Bridgewater wins Breeze right looked really good, but Bridgewater got himself a paycheck he at sure the did. end of this yes. year. Now well, Breeze is back. And Bears there. might be that team that need him. Yeah, mm-hmm. certain. that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to – we we got about 20 minutes left. So what we'll do is we'll do World Series and then we'll discuss uh, – some minders water. Oh yeah, water so, minders. Yeah, bring back yeah. memories. Uh, let's go to the World Series. What's the we, score? We've been discussing that. We are still three to two Nationals. Wow. Top of the seventh inning now. Mm. So. Could we coming have down the nitty gritty? You get your free taco tomorrow. Unfor- so if if, <laughs> if I was <laughs> if I was working my normal shift tomorrow, which is usually <laughs> noon to nine, yeah, I'd probably go out my lunch break hover. I'm working early so I can go see the Binders Waterloo game tomorrow. So I don't think I'll be able to get my taco. Mm. Nick, I hope you have one for me. Um, <laughs> what time's it at? <laughs> two to six. But, you uh, know, I thought when they first did those where you steal a yeah. taco, I thought it meant for every road win. I was thinking <laughs> oh, they'd have like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just one day, though. Because that would have been a lot of days of free tacos. <laughs> 
Excuse yeah, me. I've got, I'm trying down. to shake this cough. Yeah. <laughs> so you said Justin Verlander got hit early on in this game. Yeah, definitely bit. appears that way. Is uh, is Garrett Cole lined up for Game 7? I well, don't know if he is. I don't think they've announced quite yet for the uh, Astros. He'll probably come in for a couple innings because – Game seven's crazy in the world. Game series. seven, I know the Nationals have already said if they if it goes seven, Scherzer's pitching. Yes. So we we for sure know the Nationals deal. Don't know the Astros deal yet. Right. My guess would be. Ooh, I don't so, know if you rushed Cole like that. No, he's only pitched a couple days ago, right? Yeah. So I don't think I would take that kid out. My money is you probably. I don't know if you go Grinky or. Uh, oh, Grinky, that's right. I don't know if you go Grinky or the. Uh, that young kid, uh, I know you Quasidi, mean. Yeah, I think they talked about Granky though right. pitching tomorrow night if yeah. there's a game seven. Uh, he looked good the last time. Yeah, Granky. I did. mean, it's a tough. I don't know a young kid spot. in game seven of the World Series. Yeah. He pitched. He pitched game four, which even the series out and <laughs> did something that Kershaw isn't able to do most of the oh, time. Yeah, he so. struggled on a World Series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Verlander tonight, his stats. 0 5. Yeah, he's not good in yeah. World Series. Five, no, 5.39 ERA in World Series games. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the greatest ones. Uh, what'd you think, Paul, of the Yankees getting rid of the pitching coach? Were you surprised? Uh, Rothschild getting yeah, the yes, pass? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I He's been there nine years. Yep. So I, I definitely understand it. You yeah, know, I the thought. Worst ERAs, like, yeah, I, I thought. You know, it, it's a tough spot to be in for him because he he tried to adapt the right. – and the Yankees don't do it to a full – as full a degree as, you know, the A's or even like the Astros and Rays do. Right. But he didn't adapt to the analytics that right. the Yankees wanted him to do. Um, he tried and really couldn't swing the curve with it. Yeah. Um, I think – I think the main thing you look at, uh, maybe the best example of it is with Paxton this year. You know, first half he, he was really preaching slider to him. Boy, he's good. Um, and then second half of the year, Paxton was probably the second best pitcher in baseball. Absolutely. Uh, and he stayed away from the slider. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I think it's something that maybe you had to do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough because I think overall – pitching coach markets not weak this yeah. year but right. you're probably going to have to get somebody who's going to be on their first go of it mm-hmm. i know i've the two names i've seen pop up so far have been I, I feel like the main one is david Cohn, and then the other one is uh a name that i remember for sure i'm not sure if you'll remember it dog mm-hmm. nick i'm guessing you don't know who it is Ten? steve carsey oh yeah yeah um he pitched for the Yankees for right. I know he had two stints there uh, in the '90s and early 2000s. Uh, I remember him predominantly as a Cleveland Indian and Oakland A, actually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but that's a name I've seen pop up. He's been working with the with the Indians in their organization as well. Uh, the Indians have been doing a quick a good job with that, actually. When I think about it now, they've had him stashed away. They have Giambi stashed away. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they got themselves set up pretty good, I think, moving forward. Now you think the Yankees' old pitching coach is going to go to Philly with Girardi? Yeah, I think that's all but official yeah. and pen to paper, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I, the two names I saw for that were obviously Rothschild and Island. Uh, Dave Island, who was also a former Yankee pitching coach uh, during the Girardi years. Uh, but yeah, Rothschild seems to be uh, the guy I've seen and heard will be mm-hmm. the guy you'll see next to Girardi uh, next year in Philly. So, well, staying on baseball, yeah. I know we're going to talk about Waldo Miners, which mm-hmm. is dear to our hearts. You think about the Nationals, whether they win or lose tonight and get eliminated. It's pretty incredible when you stop and think about two things. 19 and 31. Yeah. Yep. Through 50 games. Yeah. The Nationals organization let Bryce Harper, regarded as second best, third best, first best, all-around baseball player yeah. in major leagues, of all, making $33 million a year for 10 years or 12 years. The thought of them trading or letting Harper Harper going to Philly for more money and the Nationals without Harper going 19-31 and coming back mm-hmm. to do what they're doing, pretty remarkable. Really pretty is. remarkable. I mean, really. Yeah. It's you got to pinch yourself thinking, how could that team ever do that? I mean, you don't lose just a baseball player. Yeah. You lose Bryce Harper. You say what you want about Harper, but he's a hell of an athlete and he's a hell of a baseball player. And they had statistically one of the worst bullpens. In exactly. The league, and they exactly. still. No, I know. It's pretty run. staggering. So, and they know, easily could have lost that wild card game. Yeah. yeah. If you tip your caps and you think about the Nationals, if they were to lose and get eliminated, or, you know, it's pretty, if win, it'd be out of sight, out of mind. But the thought of even getting as far as they have with what they have transpired through their organization, yeah. I mean, losing Bryce Harper is not losing a shortstop that's batting 238. You've got Bryce Harper. You know, and I realized they didn't want to match his request for funds. The Phillies said, yeah, we'll pay it, and there's where he is. But I, I'm pretty amazed about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. we're going to kick around Waterloo now or going to go Yeah, let's, let's do it. I mean, let's think about Waterloo. You said yeah. it was 2008 the last time mine yeah, played two, Waterloo. Yeah, 2008 the last time they played uh, on the gridiron, obviously. When I came so. over, on the way over, I couldn't remember the year the last time they yeah, played. Yeah, 2008, I played in the uh, JV game that year. Wow. Uh, I think that was a Thursday afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, Varsity played the next night in Waterloo for up until now what would have been the last game. Well, so. some of the greatest memories of myself as a play-by-play announcer, thinking back on Waterloo Miners, I graduated from Miners, is everybody said I was partisan with my play-by-play. <laughs> Probably <laughs> was, I guess. Uh, it's hard not to when you come out of a school, but... I was able to call a lot of classic brattles. Yeah. I mean, you think about the 70s and the 80s and some amazing, both teams were really good for a period of time there. And it was funny. I think of Waterloo, my experience there, I called a lot of games there with Dave Barnick and Jack, Jack DiPolito. And And that was when the field was over behind Lafayette, right? Exactly. I also remember the press box walking up the steps to the old press box. Mm -hmm. I always hit my head because the press box was much lower. Okay. And I needled Joe Spazzato, a longtime friend of mine, <laughs> longtime AD there, longtime coach, yep. that he's only four foot three and he could get through it. <laughs> but us people with normal height banged our head. Every time I went up there, I'd hit my head. And I would sh- should have realized I did so many games there that I would have moved my head down, but I yeah. never remembered. So I used to pick on Joe Spazzato. The other one, the minor story, I'll share with you quickly. It had to come with deal with finances and money. LaBelle's Tavern was a place in Waterloo, mm-hmm. legendary, downtown Waterloo. It's still, bar's still there. It's not called LaBelle's anymore. I can't think of the name of it. But I used to hang out there way back. 
And I used to stop there and get a sandwich and a Coke and meet the guys up in the, up at the field. They had a football, 100-sheet football pool <laughs> on one of the miners out of LaBelle's. Well, true story. Really? <laughs> yeah, true story. They had 100 square. So, of course, you know, I'm calling the game for the station. I said, I'll get a square. So I, I can't remember, five bucks, ten bucks to get a square. And I drew zero, zero, oh. which normally are good numbers, right? Oh. Zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. True story. I'm calling the game play by play. At the end of the first quarter, it's nothing, nothing. Yes. You're in it. <laughs> first quarter. Yeah. I can't remember how much you paid. True story. Second quarter, ten, nothing. Ooh. Ka-ching. I win the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the game. Now, before the second, before the first half ended, Paul and Nick, I think Waterloo won that year, and Miners was down inside of the nine-yard line with about 40 seconds ago. And they drove it up, and they almost went across the goal line, and I think something happened where they fumbled the ball, and it was recovered. And I went, I'm up in the press box. Of course, you know, thank God it's radio, mm-hmm. not TV. It was close. There was a the score. <laughs> My zero was Ten nothing after three. Oh boy! <laughs> Final score twenty nothing. Oh, I won everything. I think it was two hundred and twenty, two hundred thirty dollars back then. It was a bunch of money, and nice I went sell. back and I had to buy everybody a drink yeah. at the end of the game. Wow. But I didn't care. But I remember I called the game, did the play-by-play of the game, and I had zero 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 one zero zero half zero zero third zero zero five. And I think you're on statute of limitations too yeah. here. So, but it's true. I <laughs> yeah. remember that clearly. And uh, I was trying to be, well, I was obviously partisan because I was a Midas graduate, yeah. but I was really hoping the team that I had to zero on was yeah. stage zero. So it was well, a good, it was a good bully for you. Let's say that. It was, wow, yeah. it was a, I felt it was one of my best broadcasts, winning money coming down <laughs> on the bells after the game. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. I yeah. think it's uh, uh, 2008 that, my God, that's 11 years ago. Yeah, 11 years. But you know, again, I'm speaking of my age now. Uh, I know miners have suffered in football for several years, but you know what? There can be solace to know that during my time, I never played football. I was 130 pounds back then, but I remember there were times where nobody would take on Miners Academy in football. Yeah. We are the most feared program around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had that history for many, many, many years. Russ, I remember when we were in high school, me and Nick, I remember mm-hmm. in one of the displays out mm-hmm. in the main lobby, they had – one of the old, uh, they had one of the old schedules. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it was in like a program or like a standalone type mm-hmm. poster thing. But like, you look at the schedule and you're like, yeah, sure, you see you know, like opponents that we still face, obviously, in sports. Right. You know, like, obviously, we didn't play, obviously, right. you know, where it has, but Waterloo's, your Palmax, mm-hmm. your Geneva's. And then the final two games were teams from Utica and Rome. And yeah, amazing. And next to both of them, WW, and I forget what the exact yeah. score was, but it was like 31 to 7 or like something like that, like 31 to 0. Mm-hmm. And like you think about it, like I'll go and ask my dad, he goes, Oh, yeah, like we oh, like, yeah. would just run the table. Oh, like, yeah. It's phenomenal. Just, well, and of course, like, I know like a couple couple of the guys who like graduated with my dad, like Dave Justy, you know, they yeah. went out and oh, played. Yeah. Uh, and now the school is known for being a bit of a Division two powerhouse, mm-hmm. like Slippery Rock. You know, you go there, and that's still that's a good school. And like we were producing, it's a cool thing back. Like, hey, you know, like we were producing like actually good. Well, one of the legendary coaches of like, miners was George Bullet Davis. Yeah, George Davis, legendary. 
legendary coach. He went from minors up to Hobart. Yeah. Coach there for a while. And I used to do an interview show with him at the end of the games. I would set up a schedule. Yeah. When I was doing Weber on Sports at WSFW Rio, he agreed to come on after games. I said, Coach, and he was a hot-headed guy when he lost. He was didn't lose that often. Mm-hmm. I said, you can't just bag bag me if you lose. Yeah. you got to come on and give me 10 minutes of your time. I will, Harold. So <laughs> we were in Clyde one night getting ready to do the broadcast. Clyde had a great team. Miners had a great team. It was mm-hmm. a classic game, packed house. Nick Tricola, yep. Nick Tricola Field. And I remember... One thing about Davis, he didn't take bad efforts very lightly. He was quite pumped up. And I was calling the game. Miners took the opening kickoff. Had a good team. First down, three plays. Miners. Guess what? That was it. Only first down of the game. Lost 27 wow. nothing. One first down. The very first series, Paul and Nick, that Miners had. Yeah. Lost 27 nothing. Davis didn't go back on the bus, the coach. I don't know how he got home, but he got home. <laughs> I had a call. I got down to the studio at about this time, uh, 11.30 or so. It was about 11.30, believe it or not. Back then, I literally did an interview at that hour because we agreed to do it after the game. And I finally called his home. His wife said he's not home yet. I said, oh, says so Harold, yeah. I said, well, he'd probably want to talk. He said, well, I don't want to. we got to get him on the air. Yeah. So he come in, boy, he was not in a good mood, and he didn't want to go on the air, and he said, I don't, don't have much to say. I said, Coach, we do the talk with you every week. Yeah. And when you win, you talk to me. you got to tell us what's going on. So we put him on the air live. Are we taping him? Right? We were taping him. <clears throat> I said, Coach, tough night. Uh, what's your thoughts? Well, what am I supposed to say, Harold? It was the most disgusting appearance by our team ever in the history of me coaching one first down the first series we never got another first down sounds like greg popovich oh he went ballistic <laughs> and he goes she goes uh i said well you know you'll whoever you're going to play next week wish you luck he said, don't worry i'll get the team ready and he was going to have him you know doing laps around for yeah six hours <laughs> but i never forget that I had to interview george uh-huh. davis and that was not easy after losing he was a good guy to talk to uh-huh. but he was a lot better when he won. He didn't lose that often. When he lost, he didn't want to come on, and I, I kind of coaxed him into coming on. Very good. But Just those are some good memories with Miners. I think it'll be fun. I think uh, I think bringing it back, Miners Waterloo, regardless, Paul, of this yeah. of the level of play, it's still Miners yeah. Waterloo. Yeah, it still will be a fun game to watch. I'm pretty excited to go up and watch. What time's the game? Six o'clock. Huh? Uh, tomorrow up in Waterloo at Tom Coffin Field. Tom Coffin Field. Not to get obviously too much off topic, but we do have a score update. Okay. We are mid seventh. The Nationals have gone up two more runs. It's five to two. I'm I'm trying to figure out wow how. Um, it's Nationals. not. Uh, I'm not getting proper updates. If you know what I mean. Five two lead. Phone. Yeah. yeah. Five two uh-huh. lead. Wow. And to be honest, I'm afraid to click. On the thing on the computer because yeah. I don't know if an ad's gonna pop up. It's all right. And we'll have to deal with that audio. That's all right. It's well, all right. I'm gonna find out here. We're going into the game cast. We're gonna jump into this. It's okay. Uh, let's see. Anthony Rendon, two run home run. Ooh, wow. So okay, an ad's popping wow, up. I might have a game here. seven. Yeah. Wouldn't that be Seen, great? It seems like it. It seems like. My $20 flat bet on the Nationals to win the World Series is still alive. Still alive. <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm really excited for the game. Um, I usually, you know, talk talk about history. I had right. the past couple of years I've had the privilege to call the game's public mm. address Great. for minders. Uh, this was the first year 
I wasn't able to do it just commitment-wise. It didn't right. line up right. And, you know, to me, if I'm not going to be able to do something, I just don't want to, don't you know. Me. Yeah. And so, um, but I do know they had, you know, a lot, maybe not a lot of, re- like, returning faces. I know the nucleus kind of came back this year. And uh, I know, again, this is a different discussion, the way they did the scheduling this year. Uh, back to the Federation style where you're playing people in your class right. um, certainly did not help them out. And clearly, it, you know, then they went 1-6 and six in the regular season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a good group. They got a good group of kids. Uh, I know Waterloo's got an, another good group of kids that they got uh, as well playing. So this is uh, – it's going to be a good game. You know, I'm not too sure what to make of it. Right. Um, but it's just nice to get nice yeah. to get together. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty excited. Like, you know, like we said, this is the first time since 2008. It's hard to think about not playing. You know, your your rival right. in any sport for over a decade, uh, let alone something in high school where you guys are in the same league for the most part and everything, mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. You I know, look it's at pretty I look wild. Back, I look back on it, and I had I had the ability to call. So many great games between Waterloo and Minders, yeah, and who had excellent athletes, excellent, yeah. I mean, they didn't, they weren't doing a you know a two and eight record. They were you know solid teams, yeah. And uh, regardless of where they played, it was always a solid. I mean, it was always a packed house, and uh, some great memories that I recall having been to both Rockfield and to uh, Waterloo, yeah. covering games. It's great. It's hard to believe the hour's almost over and I'm still awake. So <laughs> You're doing good. Yeah. By the way, my wife said I should have brought a pillow over with me. <laughs> I thought that would have been funny. Lay my head down while you're asking questions. <laughs> this has been fun. God, yeah. it's almost 11 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, it is just about that time, yeah. as we right. call it. So uh, it's always, uh, this is get to the end of the show here. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, uh, giving us a listen or a watch. Again, big thanks to you, WebDog, for hey. coming on. Um, this was really an awesome privilege to get you in. Wow. Uh, and as fast as we were able to actually make yeah, it Yeah, less than a week. With the time, it couldn't end any better. Wow. I, I, when, you, when I said I'd like to be a part of the show, you said, let's check a date on it. I said, geez, next Tuesday night. I don't work on Wednesday, so if you mm-hmm. want me to come in, I'd love to come in. So it worked out great. Yeah. You guys do a great job. Again, I'll be honest, I never watch the show live, yeah. but I always watch it the next day. Or the oh, day after, and uh, we, we appreciate just the listen. So <laughs> no, I know, no, uh, you guys uh, do a good job, and you uh, you have guests in here, and oh. you talk to different people, so it's uh, good. And by the way, you know, I may have retired in April twenty second, mm-hmm. my last broadcast, sitting right here. Uh, my daughter, my wife, and friends of ours came in to, for my farewell show. But I should point out, if anybody's interested in doing a show, this is a good opportunity to come in here. And Thank you. Talk to Jimmy and get an opportunity to do a show. Yes. You know. And uh, I did my show at 3. It doesn't have to be you guys do your show at 10 yeah. because you have commitments and works regulations or yeah. times. But if anybody's watching us now and has the ambition, regardless of the age, you don't have to be, you know, regardless of how old you are, if you have a passion for sports, there's always room. And it doesn't have to be sports either. No, yeah. It can no, be any topic. Absolutely. I'm sure Jim Zanagropi would be entertaining any idea <laughs> to come here and sit where I am right now, where I sat for eight and a half years and, before this, another four or five years. So it's a great opportunity. So if you're interested, I'd say stop by and Jim and tell them what your ideas are. I mean, we have all kinds of different shows, as you know. Yeah, definitely yes. we do. Yeah. So, thanks, thanks for, for inviting us. me. Thanks, it was fun. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, That was certainly a privilege for us. Hey, listen, it was great to be yeah. here. Thank, Thank you. you.
Nick, uh, as always, we go to you. Who are you shouting out this week? I just want to say college basketball is coming next week, so yeah, we're gonna, stay tuned. I was gonna, yeah. yeah, you go. Well, I'll remind. I'll talk. I shout I'll talk out my talk. I shout out before. I'm shout out Jim. He's the reason this yeah. crossover even happened. That's true. Might be the first crossover in Finger Lakes one history. That's a good point. But I didn't think about that. That's right. I don't, that's right. I don't know. I'd like to see more of it. You know. Yeah. Get, get us on the you know what's what's the one uh it's uh the the, the, the NASCAR one they oh, talk oh uh, they don't the uh like thirty first lap guys yeah yes yes but the one we want to see is the fresh takes Kenny's two pennies cross oh, the oh there you go we do want that to, would be we need awesome. to make that happen <laughs> well yeah that'd Shout be out fun yeah all right well it's fun guys thank, thank you. you yeah. Uh, before before we completely head out, so next week, as you know, we're usually Tuesday nights. Next week, uh, Finger Lakes One will bring you the election night special again. Uh, it's really great coverage. I recommend tuning in. Um, a lot of major stuff locally, major elections happening locally that you'll get uh, pretty much up to the minute results on uh, when the time comes for it. Um, that means for us, we won't be on our normal time. Um, we're going to work out. We're going to Try hopefully to stick at some point on Tuesday. Not sure yet. Um, uh, so keep an eye out uh, on your subscription feed. If you haven't already, like I said, always say you should subscribe. But that's probably the main way you'll know. Uh, I'll probably tweet out uh, when it will be uh, on my Twitter account. Uh, probably also uh, might share it on Facebook too. Who knows? Uh, but we'll get it out there. We'll let everybody know when. Uh, we'll be on next week um, because I'm sure at some point we'll try it on. But next Tuesday night, we won't be on our normal time. Like I said, tune in for the election night special. It's really great. Yeah. Um, as always, I say like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know any questions, you know, takes you might have, uh, that type of deal. And then we will catch you at some point next week on the Fresh Takes Podcast.